Welcome to the Sparketing Podcast. In this episode, I will be answering a question from Mike, who is a listener, on how to turn social media followers into engaged community members. So stick around. Howdy, Sparketers. Let's jump right into this episode with the question. Hey Sparketing, this is Mike from the Cinemusts podcast, and I have a question about social media engagement. So our show isn't really selling a product. What we do is we discuss movies that some people consider must-sees or essential cinema, and we debate if they really are. But each episode, we utilize our website and social media presence to open up the floor for our listeners and followers to vote if a movie truly is a must-see. So we're very community-oriented. We want our site to be a place where film lovers can come together to talk and decide what the essential viewing list is. We want that power to be on our listeners and on our followers. And we've done very well so far getting a good following on social media, but we're looking for ways to encourage that collaboration and engagement that we want out of the community. So my question is, how can we utilize our social media pages to encourage followers to actually interact with our posts and our content? I uh, really appreciate any suggestions, and thanks for everything that you've offered with the show so far. I really loved listening, and some of the things that you've said have already helped us grow our podcast, so keep up the good work. We really appreciate it. Thanks a ton. All right, thank you for that question, Mike. I'm going to dive right into it, and I'm going to actually go through eight specific things that you can do, and this will apply for whether you're running a podcast, selling a product, whatever, um, that you could do online with your social media community to take them from being just followers to being engaged community members. So this is obviously going to be a little bit different than if I were to talk about how to gain followers, because the tactics are totally different. Um, from getting them to actually having them engage with your content. But I'm going to give you eight specific tactics that you can use that will definitely, they'll drastically improve the way that people interact with your content on social media. So let's get right to it. Number one, and th so this is a very baseline thing. That's This is why I'm starting with this at number one. You have to actually ask them to like or share or comment on your content. Now, this obviously only goes so far, but you will lose out on a number of engagements just because you're not reminding people to do it. If you think about when you are on your own Facebook feed or your own Instagram feed and somebody asks you to do something, it might get overshadowed if they don't remind you in some kind of call to action to actually do that thing. So if you want more people to share your content... Ask them blatantly in your post, share this with your friends, share this with, you know, a friend who fits a certain category, share this with a coworker. So that's, that's one thing. And then also with likes, just invite them like this. If this provides value like this, if you find it interesting, comment below with your answer to a question and we'll get down to questions a little bit further down, but, um, you really, really want to make sure that no matter what, you're always inviting them to do something because people just kind of forget what you really want them to do if you don't remind them or they may not just know at all what you're expecting from them. So ask, ask, ask all the time. 
It'll only get you so far, but don't miss out on what you could have just because you're too afraid to ask. Number two is to make sure that you're always responding to any comments that you get on any platform. So whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, people will, in in order to really engage with your brand, they have to take time out of their schedules and they have to be thoughtful. They have to put thought into something they're going to say to you based on your content. And you need to be generous back to them and always providing real value by commenting back in an equally thoughtful manner. You don't want to, you know, automate a thumbs up post or anything like that. You want to be genuine with people. So when somebody takes time to respond to a question you ask in a post or they like something, um, like their content as well. And when they comment on your content, respond to them and go visit what they're building and comment for them as well. Be very generous with your time. Um, That's really all that there is to it for that second step, but just make sure that you're being thoughtful when you respond to people and that everything is value driven. You don't want to just say something to say something, try to provide value in any way that you can. All right. Number three. Now this is going to be counterintuitive, but you need to use clickbait the right way. Now, when I say clickbait, you're probably thinking of when seeing like an article title that says you won't believe what happens to her next And then you click on it and then it's just an ad and you don't learn anything and it's just total spam. That's probably what you're thinking about when I say clickbait, but there's such a good thing. There's such a thing as good clickbait and it's really engaging and it's, I mean, it's engaging as all get out. You will be able to get people clicking on your content like crazy. If you can really master the art of creating very good headlines, very good titles, very good content on your social media. And the way that you do this is you kind of have to toe the line between clickbait and non-clickbait. And I can give you a couple pointers on this, but the biggest one that I can give you is to read the book. It's called Exactly What to Say by Phil Jones. I read this recently. It has some amazing tips based on a lot of famous public speakers, a lot of persuasive talkers that he I mean, he's kind of researched and compiled this book that tells you the most influential and impactful sentences to start your content with or to end your content with. And I found it fascinating. And I've been using that in my own for, for the podcast, for my social media, for the YouTube channel. I've been using some of those elements and it's really working. It's awesome. So exactly what to say by Phil Jones is a great resource. Other than that, you want to do some research online and You can just search phrases like really engaging titles for an article or or things like that. Get creative with your Google searches and do some research on your own. You'll find a lot of titles just from doing these Google searches that work. A lot of ways to start your, your articles or start your headlines. So I really recommend doing that. But you want to make your headlines descriptive about what you're talking about, but at the same time look different than the average person would write that thing. You don't want your content to be vanilla and just blend in with everybody else's. It needs to stand out. And that's a great way to do that. All right. Number four, you don't want to post the same type of content to every single platform. A lot of people think that just because now you can post from Instagram directly to Facebook, directly to Twitter, directly to Tumblr. um, And then, you know, 
just because you can have video on Facebook and video on Instagram doesn't mean that that video should be on YouTube, even though it's so easy to be tempted to automate all of that and put the same content across the board. What's really happening is you're killing every single audience except the one that that content was meant for in the first place. So if you, if you craft a post on Facebook initially, and then you try to post that other places, you're going to kill off all of the momentum on those other places. And here's why. Think about it. Why is Facebook.com a different site than Instagram.com, even though they're owned by Facebook, both of them? Why is YouTube different? Why, why are they all on different sites with different audiences? Why is that? Because they're completely different platforms. They have different audiences. They have different intentions. And they have different content. And so when you try to post the same thing, which most people honestly do that, and it's terrible, it's really bad for your social media marketing. When you post the same thing, it kills all your momentum, except on the one platform you originally posted it on. So instead, while it's a little bit more work, make Facebook content that really fits Facebook. Make Instagram content that's image heavy and uses hashtags. Hashtags don't work in Facebook. They really don't. It's not worth it. Um, when you're doing st stuff on Twitter, you have to make it shorter. You have to make it different. And then when you're on YouTube, things have to be a lot more thought out. The videos have to be highly edited. Whereas on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, your videos don't have to be edited. In fact, people really like the human element, element of a raw, unedited video. So don't just think that because you have a great piece of content that you can spread it across the board to every platform. That strategy will fail. Don't use it. Number five, make more videos. So I'm not talking about YouTube videos necessarily because like I've mentioned, YouTube videos, they require a whole lot of editing. It is very hard work to do a, to run a YouTube channel and to create videos every week. Um, and while that, that strategy fits for a lot of people, it might not fit for you and that's okay. But you do need to be making videos for your social media if you're on Instagram and Facebook. Now, Twitter, that's a whole different ballgame. You don't necessarily need to make videos for Twitter, but it doesn't hurt because most people don't do that, so you'll stand out. But especially Facebook and Instagram, and if you're on LinkedIn and really into LinkedIn, video's great for LinkedIn as well. But the reason that video is so important to make more of them it's because all of these platforms are trying to catch up to YouTube. YouTube is now the second biggest site on the internet. It's the second biggest search engine. And it's it happens to also be owned by Google, by the way, which is the number one search engine. So they have the top two search engines in the world. Everybody else is trying to catch up to that video platform, which means that they are willing to organically promote your content, your video content to more people without you having to spend any money on it because they're so desperate for video content. This is especially true for Instagram and LinkedIn. Facebook is a little more ahead of the curve. They have Facebook Watch, which is has allowed them to have a lot more content. So they're not as desperate, but it'll stu still do so much better than just an image post that you really should be posting videos. But you might be saying, what kind of videos am I supposed to be posting? Videos are really hard because everything has to be meticulously thought out and very highly edited and professional. And I'm here to tell you that that's not the case. You can just do selfie videos and that does very, very well. So 
Mike is he's with Cinemus, which is a movie podcast and a, a movie social media presence. So basically, what he can do is make videos talking about movies or talking about certain movies that should be must-sees and some that shouldn't. He should engage with the audience that way. That would be super effective, especially over time. Now, you might put out a video this week and then another one next week, and it doesn't do too much for you, too much more than you've already come to expect. But over time, that makes a huge difference. It really does. It makes your profile so much more credible. And Instagram and and Facebook and LinkedIn – these algorithms, the more co- video content you put out, the more they're going to start promoting it and, and just picking up on it because they need it so badly. So make more videos and don't overcomplicate it. Keep it raw. Keep it unedited. That's totally fine. People want to see the vulnerability. They want to see the human element. They don't. What they don't want is to see a bunch of sponsored ads that are videos on their Instagram feed or on their Facebook feed. So if you can be a video that's not sponsored – that will stand out and people will watch it just because they're tired of seeing so many ads. So take advantage of that. Number six, make sure to post at the right times. Now this can be a really tricky one because every single industry is different. So for my industry, digital marketing, solopreneurship, those kind of two topics, which aren't directly related, but are in the same vein, they tend to do a lot better. Um, Closer to the weekends, so Wednesday to Sunday is a lot better. Monday, Tuesday is not very good. So I still post every day, but I don't really get much on Monday and Tuesday, and that's fine. So I save my better content that I really need engagement on for the times where I know it's going to be performing better. And also I know that during the day, nobody's looking at Instagram things for for my industry, but they do at about 8 p.m. to 9 p.m which is really late, but it works for me. So every time I post that late, I've seen really, really great success. Every time I post in the morning, I get nothing. And that's fine. You just need to find out what works for you. And there are two ways of doing this. First off, you can do it through trial and error, which is the better way to do it because over time, as you document what's worked and what hasn't worked, you'll be able to precisely know exactly when to post. Or number two is you can download an app Um, either on iPhone or Android, I'll give you a recommendation for each phone that basically just tells you based on all of your posts, when the best time to post is for your industry. So for the, if you have an iPhone, you should download command for Instagram. If you have an Android phone, you should download when to gram or on both Android and iPhone, you can download crowdfire and that'll that'll do the same thing. It also has um, scheduling for social media, which is great. But the key here is that somehow, whatever method you choose, you want to get to know what times work for you and what times don't. And then once you've tested it, don't test it again. Move on. Post when it works. Like, like spend a month just posting at all different times. On the first Monday, you post in the morning. On the second Monday, you post a little bit later in the morning. The next Monday, you know, and test every part of the day throughout the month for each day. Find out what works. And then once you've compiled all that information, use that to your advantage. Never post at the bad times again and post only when you've found great results, optimal results. 
Number seven is very simple. Do giveaways. A lot of people are very, very frightened by the concept of doing a giveaway because they think that they have to give away some expensive, highly sought after product like a new iPhone 10 or a, a big computer or a fancy painting or, or whatever. And that's not true. People love free things no matter if it costs $5 or $500. It doesn't matter. So when you do giveaways, Basically, you ensure that every person that does follow you will probably engage with that almost immediately because everybody wants free stuff. But then you also open yourself up to the opportunity of more followers coming on. But if you do it specifically with the idea in mind to get your current community engaged, concoct a way, a plan where you can give away a product that your average listener or follower would really, really be excited to receive that for free. And then set up a little contest where people get more points or more raffle tickets or whatever toward the um, the giveaway if they share your content, like your content, comment on your content, and, and invite other people to join as well. This is a very simple way to engage your community and at the same time to get more followers. So I really recommend doing that. And finally, number eight Tag followers and posts when you ask a question. So let me take you, let's, let's try to create a little visual image here in your mind. You're in Instagram and you've come up with this post where you have a beautiful image, maybe about movies for this example, and you have a question as the main part of your post that says, should Airbud be considered a must-watch movie? Is that a must-see? And then write a thoughtful description underneath. And then make sure again at the end to ask the question. So you've asked a question. You've invited them to comment below. Well, it would be even more powerful if you could, you you can tag people on Instagram. doesn't matter if they're really in the photo or not. You can tag anybody that you want. Tag some of your followers that you know have engaged in the past. So that they see that question and that they feel prompted to ask to answer it. And then when they answer the question, you respond with whatever else you're going to say. You know, something thoughtful like we discussed earlier. It's very, very powerful. Don't be, don't be scared to tag people in your photos just because they're not in the photo. Instagram wouldn't allow you to do this if it was frowned upon. It's totally fine. I do this often. It's really powerful. Just tag people on your post. So if you know that John Johnson has responded to a comment in the past about something about a movie, then tag that person and invite them to answer that question through tagging them. That's it. They'll probably answer the question, especially if you are tagging people that don't have massive followings because they'll be excited to see that notification. They probably don't get those very often. So that will really stand out to them and they will take the time to interact with you. So that is a very powerful one as well. All right, Mike, I hope I answered your question well enough. Those were eight really simple tactics that have worked for me and have worked for a lot of other people for turning followers on social media into actual engaged community members. So I hope that that provided value to you and to everybody that's listening. Thank you for being such loyal supporters of the Sparking Podcast. There's more great interviews to come, more great questions like this. And anytime you have a question, feel free to ask me and I will give you a featured answer and a shout out just like this. And now I just want to give a shout out to Mike 
You should follow him at Cinemusts on Instagram, on Facebook. Really go after his content. If you love movies, you're going to love the Instagram feed. I've been following it. It's fantastic. There's also, he also has a podcast that you should go and check out as well. So there you go. Shout out for Mike. Anybody else that has these questions, now you know. You'll get a featured answer and a shout out. So let's learn together. This is the best way to learn through asking these questions and getting the answers from a pro. I love you. I love you.